Welcome to the Spiritual and Empowerment Living with Tia podcast, a sacred place and resource for spiritually centered women who want to go from the mundane to the magical life for overcoming fear and doubt, reconnecting with the goddess, understanding messages from spirit, and uncovering your spiritual gifts so you can finally live the life you deserve. Hello, spiritual trailblazer, and welcome to this glorious episode, Seven Things That Are Secretly Holding You Back in Life. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) All right, so uh, I I can't wait to tell you these seven things because, as you will see, these seven things are very innocent, very unassuming things, but if left unchecked, they will most definitely hinder our progression in life. So before I dive into all that, uh, I wanted to just say, you know what? Thank you for coming back each and every week and listening to this show. It means a lot to me. Uh, your, Your support is amazing. And just thank you for that. Uh, I, I am being welcomed into your space and I know that's sacred. So thank you for that. And I hope that you had a great week. Uh, this weekend, I spent it in uh, Connecticut and it snowed a lot. I knew it was going to snow, but it was just very interesting to see that because I was thinking to myself, why couldn't you have done this on Christmas Day? <laughs> I love snow on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Whatever the case, it was still nice to see. It was a lot of snow. Meanwhile, in my hometown in Philly, it was next to nothing from what I was told. So very interesting. It's just four hours away, but uh, it's it's a big difference. So yeah, it was nice just to go up there and spend time with the bestie and, and her family. And now I am back making uh, podcasts and getting back into our regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> Oh, man. So I also wanted to tell you that if you haven't joined the newsletter, the Spiritual and Empowerment newsletter, make sure that you do because it's how you get that VIP access, that early bird specials to upcoming events, heads up about things, uh, special requests you can put in. For example, I'm asking people who are on my email list, would they like to be on the show? And we will go through a strategy session where I will help them. And, you know, it's all pre-recorded, so no worries. And if you want to get practice on being interviewed and things like that, because maybe you're thinking about having your own podcast, this is the way to go. But also, I I do the Ask Tia. So I did uh, two episodes last season. I'm going to be bringing that back. And I offer that to people on my email list to hit that reply button, have a question, and I will answer it on air. Also, uh, the goddess, Domain of the Goddess Retreat, that will be happening again this year. And people who are on the email list get first dibs on tickets. So it's a lot. And plus, I also share things with people on the list that I don't share in public. So get on the list. Just go to tmariejohnson.com and little pop-up box will appear and you can get in on the goods. Last but not least, make sure that you schedule your goddess discovery call. So this is the time 
where we create a sacred space and I get to know you a little bit better and I figure out how I can help you. Okay, so this is where we map out strategies for you to show up in the world as your true self, to basically li live your truth, okay? Live the life you deserve. Conquering fear and doubt and establishing boundaries, we really get into the nitty gritty of this. So hopping on that goddess discovery call will get you on the right path. But also, it will help you to see if we are a good match for each other so I can help you in detail. All right, so 2020 can be the best year yet. Okay, so go ahead, schedule that goddess discovery call. All right, and the link for that is in the description for this episode. So for the, the spiritual uh, knowledge section uh, of this podcast, I decided to pull an oracle card. And I use Colette Baron Reads, the Enchanted Map Oracle Card Deck. I love this. Uh, I talked about the book, which is based off of uh, many podcast episodes ago, so you can check that out. The card I pulled is Spark. And it's a lady, she's playing a violin. She's in this pale green outfit. It's a, like a long skirt and a top. And uh, she, she has a violin. So she's playing the violin, but there are sparks of hearts that are coming out. So it's like little fireballs and, and the fireballs are turning into hearts. And uh, just by looking at this initially, when I'm, oh, also I'm seeing lots of butterflies. So what I'm getting from this card is that this is a time where whatever you have that's on your mind, that little idea, that opportunity, something that sort of presented itself that, that little spark this is the time where you need to make that spark become a full-on fire okay so this is when you nurture that spark this is where you watch the spark do its thing and then you add more life to it also this would be a great time to go out in nature so even if you are someone who is a homebody you like to stay in the house go get some fresh air, be around trees, be around some greenery and watch certain things unfold. Okay. Watch ideas come to mind. Some ideas you may have put on the back burner, watch uh, certain relationships form. Okay. There's a little spark there. There's something there. Maybe someone opens up to you uh, this time, <clears throat> excuse me, where they haven't opened up before. It's just like a little spark. Okay. And from that, a, a wonderful friendship or relationship comes from that. But also, this is a time of creativity and optimism and hope, okay? And you have every reason to experience all of that. So when you are, <clears throat> excuse me, thinking about your spark, keep in mind that this is go time. You, you have the green light. And it's funny because she's wearing green. All right, so allow your inspirations to flourish you are your own inspiration okay this isn't a time where someone's going to step in and direct you a certain way and you're so inspired by this person no this is the time where you inspire yourself okay and the law of attraction is going to be at an all-time high here because you are 
fanning the flame. You are making this spark a full on fire. Okay. So don't be surprised if you get ignited on the inside. You're just like, yeah, like this is, this is the time to do something. All right. <clears throat> so that's pretty cool. And speaking of ignite, igniting, scroll back to episode 229 from burnt out to living your best life, how to ignite your flame and keep it burning with God is Pele. So check out that episode about igniting that flame within, keeping it burning. Okay. All those great fires, great flames, whatever you want to call it starts with a spark. Okay. When you think about when you turn up here to, you know that. <laughs> All right. So keep that in mind. And also another episode, episode 204, Igniting Your Element. All right. So check that out. Episode 204 and 229. Got you covered. All right. Let's dive into these seven topics. Oh, one other thing I want to tell you. Well, two. Make sure you check out the last two episodes, okay? Especially uh, how to use crystals to manifest like a goddess, all right? Because this year, 2020, all I could think about is clear vision, just things happening, and it's, it's like a, a direct route, all right? Yeah, that, that's just how I feel about 2020, just that 2020 vision. So go ahead and listen to that episode to help you manifest you know, really well this year. All right, so <clears throat> seven things that are secretly holding you back in life. Number one, being a good person. I know this may sound so counterintuitive and it's really weird and not something that I would say, but remember what I said earlier, this is when we allow this to go unchecked. Being a good person is a great thing. But what tends to happen is we're so focused on being a good person that we overlook some of the red flags, you know, because we're, we are focusing on being good and we are focusing on trying to find the good in others, but it causes our vision to not be as clear. And it causes us to not do some of the things that we should be doing, like setting boundaries and things like that. And I'll get into that with some of the other points, what I'm saying here is to be a good person is fine, but that doesn't mean that we do not acknowledge the bad things that happen in the world, that we don't acknowledge that people do go through things. And it's because we don't see it and we don't go through something doesn't mean it does not happen, okay? So I've seen this one too many times where someone, they, they are good at heart, good nature person, but they don't truly see the world as the good and the bad, okay? And because of that, they are in this bubble that doesn't really allow them to expand, to grow, because they're just looking at the world one-sided, okay? So left unchecked, this can lead to a codependent relationship. You're so busy being a good person that you don't want to acknowledge that they are a toxic person. So you, you could be in a toxic relationship. You could 
be giving some a friend way too many chances, you know, a family member way too many chances because you want to be a good person. Okay. Don't let being a good person be overrated. All right. That also goes along the line of that belief of everyone inherently being good. And that's true, I would say, for probably 99% of the population. But there are some really nasty people in the world, and they lack that empathy or whatever it is, and they're just not good people. Okay. But also keep in mind, everyone has good and bad within, or almost everyone. Uh, and it's really about what you nurture. Okay. So number one is don't let being a good person override your gut feeling, override what you're seeing, you know, override with what you're thinking. Okay. Don't let that be overrated. Okay. Being a good person does not get you any specialty medals at the end of the day if it's costing you so much more. Not if, but it doesn't matter because you're not going to get a medal. But what I'm saying is don't let being a good person take you into the zone where you're wearing shades all the time. Like you just don't see anything. You see only what the shade allows you to see. And unless you take those shades off, you know, like if it's rose gold, you know, you, which would be cool, but unfortunately the world is not painted in rose gold. So don't let being a good person take you to a point in life where no boundaries are established. People are not taking you seriously and you're, you're lasting in a toxic relationship. And it can even be a work relationship way longer than it has to be because you're trying to be this good person. Next, number two is wanting to keep the peace. So this is about not speaking up. And what I'm going to say here, and this is going to apply to all the points, these are case-by-case basis. So what I do is I give some examples. For example, <laughs> uh, in my uh, Goddess Mastery course, uh, the three-month course that <clears throat> the, some women are in now, I really dove deeply into witty comebacks, into establishing boundaries, into uh, situational uh, examples, but real life examples. Because I don't want to throw out theories. I don't want to throw out some kind of concept that the things that I'm recommending to you work because they have worked in the past for many people. They work for myself. Okay. So when I say case by case basis, what I'm saying is with this, you know, speaking up, maybe you can't speak up at that time because it's a hostile environment and that could put you in physical danger and it's best to walk away, get help and then come back. That's what I mean. So you had to make that call. So wanting to keep the peace is a great thing. However, if left unchecked, remember, these are things that are secretly holding us back. These are things that when left unchecked, they 
make us take several steps back. So you're at work and someone's making jokes that are just really unprofessional and it's making you uncomfortable, okay? You can A, pull them aside, you know, after they're done talking because they may be too ramped up, too amped, excuse me, amped up, you know, to put them aside while they're joking. But afterwards, you put them aside and you say, you know, I get that you're an adult and you, you have this right to make jokes, but they're actually inappropriate for the workplace and I don't feel comfortable. I would appreciate it if you just dialed it back a little bit, you know, <clears throat> B, you can talk to your supervisor, which is, you're taking it up a notch. If you can solve it at your level, please do. But if you can't, then that would be protocol to go to your supervisor. And you might say, you know what? John's making some inappropriate jokes. I'm not comfortable with that. You know, I don't want to cause any trouble because it's not my nature. And side note, you're not causing any trouble. If the joke is really improper and unprofessional, then it should not be told at the workplace amongst mixed cup, a uh, mixed uh, company. You know, it's unprofessional. I'm uncomfortable. Okay, he might just talk to John to dial it back. He might say, "Hey, John, you know, tell tell your your buddy that at lunchtime when it's just you two. Okay, don't do that in the office when there's other people around. All right, things like that. Uh, see, you can send an email like, hey. Uh, you know, I heard a judge me earlier and, you know, I was going to approach you, but I figured this would be easier. You know, so there are different ways you can hand, handle this is what I'm saying. But what you don't, don't want to happen is the thought process of, I don't want to have a confrontation, so I'm not going to say anything. And it starts to bottle up within you. All right. And then when that happens, the results are hands down. Two things that are guaranteed to happen is something's going to show up in a physical form with your body. And that's normally in regards to the throat, the throat chakra, because it has to do with expression uh, and communication. So you're going to have some issue with your throat and you're going to have displacement and displacement is exactly what it's called. It's a displacement. So instead of addressing that person or talking to your supervisor, you go home and you take it out on your husband, the dog, the kids. So you go home and your husband will say, hey, honey, how does it work? Oh, I don't even want to talk about it, okay? I just don't. Like he, and he's just like, whoa, okay. <laughs> or the dog just like so happy to see you wagging his tail. He's like, come on, I'm trying to walk through the door, okay? As opposed to being happy to see the dog and you're petting like, oh, hey, hey, boy, oh, my gosh. Okay, so that's displacement. And not saying anything does not help the situation. It's about how you say something, okay? Because again, sometimes you can't say anything. It's just not the right time for whatever reason, okay? And I want you to put yourself in a, in a very uncomfortable situation that could possibly lead to harm, all right? Because it's a situational thing. But we have to remember that whenever we feel like there's an injustice, whenever we feel like we are uncomfortable, we have to speak up. And it can be as simple as, okay, guys, yeah, you know what? No, thank you. I don't want to go to the Chinese buffet for lunch. I'm just going to stay here. All right. Some people haven't have, I don't want to say issue, but 
some people have concerns about not wanting to do what the majority wants to do. So let's say it's uh, Karen, Jennifer, and Samantha, all right? They're going out to the Chinese buffet. They ask you and you feel a little bit pressured because they said, hey, you want to come to the buffet? You don't want to say no and be that person who never goes out to lunch, but it's just not your thing, right? Because what happens next? You're going to think that maybe they're going to be talking about me. You may not care. You may care. You spend a lot of time at work with these people, okay? A lot of your hours are with these strangers, (laughs) okay? So you may care somewhat, all right? Uh, Just say what's on your mind. You know what? That's okay. I had Chinese food last night for dinner. I'll pass. Or, eh, I don't really have a taste for Chinese food today, but thanks for the invite, okay? Start forming these conversations in your head so when you do say it, you're not having a thought of, oh my God, I just said no and just waved them off, okay? Because that's not really what's going to go down. Get into the process of having conversations, okay? Yes, there will be people who don't care about a conversation. They're going to yell at you and things like that. And then that's when you got to make the judgment call. Do you keep your cool, right? Tell them off professionally. Do you walk away or do you take the gloves off? (laughs) Okay. And you get indignant as well. So what I'm saying here is wanting to keep the peace does not always keep the peace okay speak up speak up please do it don't go on social media and having a sound off at least not before you speak up to the person who you had to speak up to okay because we have to maintain our personal power when we don't speak up we are taking a piece of our personal power and giving it to that person, okay? So that's number two, wanting to keep the peace by not speaking up. Sometimes disruption is needed, okay? Sometimes that's needed because it wasn't peaceful in the beginning, okay? It was just something that was there and it needed to be addressed. All right, number three, hanging around the same people. Now, you may be thinking, wait a minute, what does she mean hanging around the same people? Hanging around the same people who are not growing. I cannot begin to tell you how many people I have talked to over the years who don't want to lose their friends because of their growth, okay? Because they're going through a spiritual transformation, a personal empowerment transformation. They just want to do better. And that, that's even a concern with the ladies and, and my goddess uh, mastery course right now. You know, you got to remember, those people who are meant to be in your life will be in your life for the long haul. And if you are developing yourself for next level you and they aren't with that, that's a problem. Okay. There's that spark within you. Oh, there, there's that wording in spark. That there's that spark within you that wants to do better, that wants to be better, that wants to be an inspiration. Even if you're thinking, who I'm gonna inspire, trust me, 
Like my papa used to say, you never know who's watching you. And he would say that because he was in the military and he would teach me to don't, not go the same way you came, you know, when I go out because you never know who's watching you. But this is also about, I'm using this also in regards to people who admire you from a distance. I know this because it happens to me. Some people come up to me and they say how they love my pose or they love something that I did and they don't comment, they don't like because it's just personal to them, okay? No harm, no foul, all right? So you have to look at the people who are around you. And it's not just about are they challenging you, are they loving you unconditionally? Are they calling you out? My friend, I use myself as an example. My friend Mike called me out a few years ago. We were at a soccer game and I had, uh, so it was my daytime pocketbook, but it was my smaller daytime pocketbook for when I go to stadiums. And I thought it was small enough. So they had me put my pocketbook, so the, uh, like the, not the, the security guard, but like the, tick, the people who check your, scan your ticket. So they had me put my pocketbook on top of this piece of cardboard and on the cardboard was drawn a, a rectangle, okay? And if your pocketbook was bigger than this rectangle that was drawn on this cardboard, you can't go in. And I was irritated because I'm thinking to myself, this is a small pocketbook. Are you kidding me? Seriously. So I was going to leave. I said, forget this, I'm going. And my friend Mike goes, Tia, you tend to do this. <laughs> he goes, there, there are lockers right down this path. And I think it was just $5 to rent the locker. Um, and he goes, Tia, you tend to, something doesn't go your way, just throw it all away. You tend to go screw it and just go. And he said, I wonder where else you do that in your life. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh. He said, I, he's like, I wonder if you do that in your business. And I just thought, wow, talk about a reality check. I didn't get mad at him. I didn't even realize I was doing it. I thought I was just like, hmm, I don't have to deal with this, fine. But sometimes it's a simple solution to things, right? Like the locker. But I wouldn't have known that that was an attitude thing and that I needed an attitude check if he hadn't said anything. Okay. So it's not just about people challenging you. It's also about people who care enough to call you out. <laughs> okay. Now, when I say growth, I mean, that's a case by case basis as well. Some people grow career wise. They're very focused on that. Some people, they are more family oriented and they focus on that. Some people travel a lot, you know, some people, they do different things, but there has to be growth. I'm telling you, I am never the same person I was a month ago. There's always something going on. And even if I can't think at it, think, excuse me, think about it, that moment when someone asked me, hey, what's new? Sometimes I can't even pinpoint because I'm doing several things. So what I'm saying here is the people who you hang around you eventually morph into them. And I know it's the birds of the feather flock together saying, and it might feel like, oh, here she go with the cliche, but it's truth. I mean, 
forget calling it a cliche. That needs to be etched in stone. That needs to be a gospel, some, some law, something, <laughs> because it's true. Okay. My friends, we help each other in ways that we ask questions about how we're doing. So it's not so much what you're doing is how are you? How are you doing? You know, and then when you talk and you need help with something, that's when we come in and see how we can help each other. And then that's how we become a unit. So one of the things that really is a good example for me that has to do with, you know, people who you hang around has, has to do with traveling. So when I was a kid, I was just always fascinated about travel. I mean, uh, my pop-pop used to take me places. And I remember uh, when I was on Amtrak for the first time, and I think I mentioned this on a previous episode, I was just the happiest kid in the world to be on a train. It was just so amazing. On a train with my pop-pop. And we went to Brimar. It's another county in Philly. But it was just the coolest thing ever, ever to be on a train. Okay? And so that was like my that was my earliest experience traveling going on that train or earliest memory and so you know fast forward my young adult years oh excuse me before that so i used to also collect books and and just things all about travel i was like a james stewart character and it's a wonderful life so i i was just like that just uh you know so fascinated with travel have have all the because he had the pamphlets in that movie and I had books and stuff always fascinated about it so fast forward uh George Bailey was the character I was trying to think of the name and it's a wonderful life George Bailey so my young adult years the people who I was hanging around they couldn't care less about traveling I did the travel study in college to London and uh with one of my friends we went to California for spring break but it wasn't a, a consistent thing. I wasn't consistently traveling. So when I uh, met Caroline, my best friend, we were just talking. And one day, I think it was around our birthday, she just said, hey, you want to go to Mexico? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> okay. And it started to be a, a thing, just a regular thing that we just traveled throughout the year. And, you know, she mentioned... A little while back yeah T, when i met you you never used to travel and i said no actually i always wanted to travel but the people who i was hanging around they didn't care about traveling and i didn't want to travel by myself at the time because i was new to that you know i didn't travel enough to be confident as a woman to hop on a plane and travel by myself especially to another country so uh it's not so much you as the people who you hang around all right. And as soon as I hung around different people who were also, you know, travelers at heart, it was a common occurrence and still is. So that's what I'm saying. If you are around people, the same people, and they are not changing, they're not growing, you will morph into that. I don't care how productive you are. I don't care how disciplined you are. If you are hanging around your buddy from the second grade and, or excuse me, buddies, from the second grade, but they're not doing anything, trust me, you're going to slowly but surely start to lack, start to fall off on a lot of things, okay? 
So what I would love for you to do is, and it don't even have to be top five people. Just think of the top two people who you hang around the most. Write what they do and write what you do. And I guarantee you, you will find some correlations because that's how it is. And it goes beyond like attracts like. It's you attract the people because, you know, some people don't stay in your life. You attract the people, but then there, there, there's, again, that spark that happens where the foundations of that friendship grow stronger and get deeper, okay? And you see yourself in the people who you hang around, okay? So for, for that thing that's secretly holding you back, that's when you are, batch number one, being a good person by keeping those same people around because it's your homeboy or your homegirl, all right? But they're not really doing anything, okay? Now, if you're thinking, well, Tia, I don't want to not be their friend, don't hang around them as often. Call them up maybe once a month, bi-monthly, okay? Wish them happy birthday, wish them Merry Christmas, uh, wish them a happy new year, okay? That's it, okay? Just like them from a distance. All right, number four, being too sensitive. Now, again, bear with me. What I mean by this is, not being able to take constructive criticism. Remember my friend Mike who called me out by my attitude, storming off and forget this and all that jazz? We have to understand that not everyone is out to get us. Not everyone is big meanie, okay? And I'll, again, use myself as an example because I see this happening quite often with other people, in particular, women because I work with women. So I notice the most. I do not wear V neck uh, or V collar shirts. V neck shirts. There you go. I'm trying to think of the name because it's not flattering on me. All right. To be honest with you, I have rather large breasts. And when I was a kid, I developed quite <laughs> like very fast. And I learned quickly that those type of shirts just snag. It just, it does not compliment me. Now, could it compliment another woman who's well endowed in the area? Maybe, maybe because she's petite or whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't compliment me. Long skirts do not compliment me because I need a particular top to go with that long skirt. And I really end up looking frumpy. Believe me, I tried this multiple times. So what I'm saying is, we have to look at what's flattering on us. So if someone said, and again, this is about how you say things, not necessarily what you say, okay? Because there are some mean people, all right? But we had to look at it when we're going out. Does this outfit complement my body type, okay? And I'm saying it's because, and I'm saying it with the most love, because I noticed that some women say, oh yeah, you look great, honey. But I, I noticed that they're really just trying to set the girl up. Like, mm, like I, I see the facial expression. But also, sometimes we're on the fence about things and we just need a second opinion. I've done this before. I got a dress, it had, uh, it was like pleated on the bottom, it had a belt. It was okay, but I really liked the pattern. 
And I sent a picture to my best friend and she goes, mm, it makes you look a little boxy. Constructive criticism is okay. All right. Some outfits just are more flattering on other people with a certain body type. And it's not about because she's big and she's small. Sometimes it's just because she's tall and it just flows <laughs> a little better because there's just more room there. And like, for example, I've seen shorter women, like my mother, she doesn't typically wear uh, long dresses because it tends to have that train in the back and she always has to get it hemmed. So, and she just jokes about it. She goes, ah, I got all these dresses that I have to get hemmed. Okay, so it's, it's, it's not something that upsets her. She realizes that she's five foot three. Actually, I think she's five foot two or maybe five foot one and a half. <laughs> but uh, now I'm joking. She's five three. But uh, we, we tease her. We call her shorty in the house. Um, but it's, it's all in good nature. Yeah. So what I'm saying here is think about who's telling you, okay, this information, this constructive criticism, because Sometimes it's not constructive criticism. So just think about the source first and foremost, okay? And then once that person who is genuine gives you that constructive criticism, just think about it. It's a recommendation after all. You don't have to take it. You could just say, ah, you know what? I'm going to wear it anyway, okay? And this is not limited to what you wear. I just use it as an example because this is what I'm seeing a lot. And this is what has happened to me over the years. Okay. And I still battle with buying certain clothes because it looks nice on a mannequin. I put it on and it looks frumpy on me. Okay. I just do not look good in that outfit. And that's okay because it's a process. Okay. It's, you know, to help you feel comfortable. Just when you go to get your hair done, you're probably not going to get a certain color because it doesn't really work well with your personality or whatever the case may be. It's, it's not you, right? So you might want to switch it up and someone may say, are you sure you want that hair color? Because that's a really bold hair color and you're, you're a shy person. You're an introvert. You sure you want to do that? And you might say, you know what? Yeah, screw it. I need to be bold every now and then. I need to like, I need, I need to add that spark in my life. And you might go ahead and dye your hair color that you never would dye it, dye before. So it's just about understanding, again, constructive criticism, okay? It's about understanding you're going to win some, you're going to lose some. It's about understanding looking at yourself first before you start to point your finger at other people, okay? It's about understanding the source of information, okay? Don't get caught up in your feelings so much so that you are trying to make yourself believe something that's not true, okay? And this comes in when you have people who truly care about you. About you. They, they will say with good intention, that constructive criticism. Hey, you know what? You said that you want to save money, but you eat out a lot <laughs> and you buy clothes without 
checking to see if there are sales first. You just, you just really buy a lot of stuff. Did you think that maybe, you know, you can dial it back a little bit with eating out and you might get defensive. Oh, how dare you? You know what? Oh, I'm not supposed to eat out. I can't treat myself every once in a while. And your friend may say, it's not every once in a while. You eat out every day for lunch, dinner, sometimes even breakfast every day. Okay. Because they care about you. Okay. So they're not personally attacking you. You said you want to save money. And they said, well, you've been ordering out a lot. Okay. You've been buying a lot of clothes and you haven't even worn half of them. Okay. So just, just take a moment, take a few steps back to just consider the person who's telling you these things. Okay. I dealt with someone who did not want to believe what anyone said, but this person asked for advice from, gosh, all the way up to the great grandmother, you might as well say, everyone but the kitchen sink, <laughs> okay? Put their uh, advice in, in, in the hat. And it wasn't until years later that this person just finally said, oh, I see what you mean. And by this time, everyone's exhausted. Everyone's done talking. Like, congratulations. Maybe we'll get you a gold sticker. You know, but it's, it's a little bit of a task to be open with someone, okay? Especially when they ask for advice, okay? So just keep that in mind too. It may not be easy for that person to tell you the truth because they don't want to hurt your feelings. They don't want you to get defensive, but they, they have this sense of obligation because they care about you. All right. They don't want you to go out there, you know, in the world knowing what you asked of them was the truth and they didn't deliver that. Okay. So keep that in mind too. All right. Uh, number five, moving right along, not having those in quotation mark conversations. Having certain conversations are needed. And it, this goes back to wanting to keep the peace by not speaking up and also wanting to be that good person. It's easy to want to not dive into some of these deep conversations. And the conversations such as really figuring out life, okay? Just having a conversation with, and this goes back to people who care about you, not just any old person. And I'll use myself as an example. Again, because these are all things that I've applied not just with me, but with other people. But I like to use myself as an example as also ways to help with keep people lives private, <laughs> stories private. So, it, and not use me, my, my best friend. Um, we have had many conversations, conversations about being vulnerable. And she told me that it, like I was one of the very first people who really helped her to open up to be vulnerable because she was just on a, like a, a war path of being a strong person and maybe not a war path, but you know, just trailblazing being a strong person. And it, it, as, as a strong person, as strong people, being vulnerable is equally as hard as being a strong person a hundred percent of the time because 
it's weird, it's uncomfortable. Uh, you're telling people who you care about and you really hope they care about you some of your most innermost thoughts, feelings, and it's as if you're giving them the key, the security code, right? It's like, okay, you know my secret buttons, okay? This is it. And in turn, years later, I end up becoming a, a more vulnerable person around her. And so what I'm saying is we had to have some very important conversations that initially initially i can't even talk today initially uh we didn't think of them as a serious conversation it started off lighthearted, and then it just picked up from there so what i'm saying is and, and actually sometimes we did have serious conversation conversations on purpose but what i'm saying is those conversations were needed in order for our friendship to grow. And remember when I said earlier, hanging around the same people with no growth, if it wasn't for conversations based on experiences we had, just dealing with, with life, okay, there's no way we would have grown individually, let alone have grown uh, our friendship. So for you, it may be having an uncomfortable conversation with your boss and on a, and it, it could be about an employee not necessarily about your boss with your boss it could be an uncomfortable conversation with your spouse your child but you're you're going to be better at the end of that conversation there may be some tears but what you're doing is you are releasing so much emotion and thoughts and whatever else is deep down in there. And it's a relief. And with that comes healing, growth, uh, less physical issues, you know, or if those physical issues were forming, they now stopped. Okay. Uh, it helps you to see the world in a different light. So when someone else is being rude and considerate, you may think, you know what? They probably got something bottled up going on with them. I think about that now. When I was younger, I used to just think, that is a rude person and someone needs to smack them, smack some sense into them. And now I look at it as that person was rude. They need to learn manners. And you know what? Maybe they had a bad day. I get, I start to get people the benefit of, of the doubt. Ben, yeah, so... It's not always easy, but it allows you to have more empathy. It allows you to remember that people are multi-layered. There isn't always an easy answer. Sometimes there, there are, sometimes the answer is right there in front of you. But in real life situations, some things don't get solved in 90 minutes, you know? There's not always a happy ending. You don't get to get the girl at the end or, you know, whatever, run away with all the money and, and living in, in like a king and queen in a different country. Sometimes it's just getting something off your chest or just helping people understand who you truly are and then let go, okay? 
So just think about that. What are those important conversations that you need to have? What's something that's been on your mind that you just need to express? You just got to put it on the table, right? And what happens, happens, but it, it got to get out there, all right? It, it has to be said. Something has to be said. A conversation needs to take place, whether it's setting the record straight, whatever the case may be, all right? But we need to start having more of those important conversations. All right, number six, being honest with yourself. So when I first wrote this, I thought about, uh, what is it, um, The Notebook with Ryan Gosling. He's like, what do you want? I just keep thinking about that clip. What do you want? Uh, so when I was in high school, I took consumer economics. And my teacher, Mr. Gambone, he taught us about uh, the housing market. And he said, what works for you won't work for her, won't work for her. I went to an all-girls Catholic high school. And what I learned that day was, I mean, I, it, well, I want to say learned, it solidified a very important concept. And that is to understand what is best for you, okay? So he went on to say, she may want a house with three bedrooms, she may, she may want a condo, she may want a studio apartment, right? You have to figure out what you want, to be honest with yourself. I'm reading so many articles about women who are finally coming out and saying, you know what, damn it, I don't wanna have kids. Or you know what, I really wanna travel more. You know, I, I want to focus on my career. What I'm saying here is you have the right to be honest with yourself. You have the right to show up in this world as you truly are and lead the life you deserve. Being honest with yourself is going to take a little bit of time. And when I say that, I mean, because some of you are at a point where you lost your identity. And others, you know, it's gonna click, it's gonna, it's gonna be really, really fast. What I have learned over the years is that, and I say women again, because I work mostly with women, wear so many hats, so many hats. And because we want to make sure that the foundations of the family are in order, we, we tend to forget that we need our own lane, our own space as well. And in many cases, some women wait until the kids are grown. And by grown, I don't even mean 18. I mean like 26, 20 something. Here's the thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I know several women who have a child or children. Actually, no, yeah, a child or children. And what they do is they just have to plan a little bit better. They use time management as a tool, meaning to do the things that they still love to do, 
or to or to continue doing the things that they love to do they have to do it in a way that they have to put it in their calendar okay so even if they have to find a babysitter or maybe they can't do it because it's the last minute thing and that's too truly understandable you have a child it's okay but they're not losing their identity they're not rendering their entire world to their child where they don't get to do grown-up activities like you know night out with the girls or things like that and i'm not guilt tripping anyone okay that's not at all what i'm doing what i'm doing is reminding you that you can still do at least some of the things that you love to do you just gotta do a workaround okay that's all maybe you can take that dancing class you want but you're going to do it two nights a week or once a week you know something that still you look forward to something that reminds you of who you are okay so if life was this this thing like this cloud uh or like this this computer where you can walk up and it asks you what do you want you know like what do you want and you can type it in or you can tell it be honest with yourself what do you want from this life okay what do you truly want be honest with yourself right what what would you like to see happen in your life we just ended a decade all right and we're starting another one that's still just makes me think that that's crazy i mean i'm still trying to grasp that <clears throat> excuse me the 80s are what 40 years ago now <laughs> what when i was a kid that was like 20 years ago like what 30 years ago okay so i'm in this weird time warp right now okay so <laughs> imagine how i feel that we ended a decade and it's 2020 and also uh i'm i was expecting to have more of the jetsons type of uh society by this point i mean come on it's 2020 anyway reeling it back in <clears throat> excuse me what do you want from this life okay what would you like to see happen and i want you to be honest with yourself listen screw it you want to get fillers get fillers okay you want to get botox go get the botox you want to rock your hair a different way go rock your hair a different way all right you want to start i don't know wearing scars you know to dress up your look a little bit do that you want to go have a girls night out plan for it you just i want you to be in um in a zone where you have time for your significant other your child your friends and yourself because you're honest with your with your needs and wants because you're telling life look okay i'm here on this earth and it needs to work for me because i'm working for a lot of people here okay and i need some stuff to start working for me all right <clears throat> And even if it is working for you, let's keep that momentum. Because let's face it, life happens. We get discouraged. We second guess ourselves. Okay. We have days where we're just off. All right. And we need to get back on that bandwagon. So I, I wish that 
<clears throat> once we learned how to be uh, in, in a zone where we discover what truly makes us happy and, and we get to keep that, okay? We get to make ourselves happy all the time. But that's just not true. We, we aren't going to be happy all the time. People are going to upset us. We're going to be angry. Something won't, won't work. We'll get fed up. We just want to cry. <clears throat> Excuse me. But here's the thing. As long as we are honest with ourselves, we'll get through it. We'll get through it. So don't try to convince yourself of the life you think you should have. Some people are not built to be parents. Children need attention and love. Attention and love and your money, okay? They are going to eat up your sick days, all right? Because you got to stay home with them, all right? So what I'm saying is, to have a child, it truly has to come from the heart. Otherwise, you're going to be annoyed, all right? What I'm saying is, if you don't want to live, say, in the suburbs and you want to be in the city, you have to really think about that, especially if you have a spouse. Is this something that you compromise on? Like, what? what is it? Really think about this, because if you don't even agree to disagree, you know, like, okay, well, fine, let's get a house in the suburbs, but I want you to go to some events in the city with me. I don't want to go by myself. This is the compromise here. Whatever the case may be, don't as, <laughs> I just thought about a saying I used to say as a kid, don't psych yourself out, all right? Don't convince yourself of living a life that you damn well know you don't want. Don't convince yourself of being that nice person when you know that you had to speak up for yourself, okay? Be honest with yourself. So after you finish listening to this episode, go look in the mirror and say your name. What do you want? <laughs> okay, but also don't be surprised someone knocks on the bathroom door and say, you all right in here? Okay, so last but not least, wanting people to treat you the way you treat them. And I purposely made this last because everything we said thus far really is about you. and. What I have realized over the years is that while, yes, we should expect people to grant us the same courtesy and respect that we give them, you know, treat others as you want to be treated. However, <laughs> and that is not always the case. There are people out there who do not care. Being rude is their forte. Is, that's part of who they are. They, some people are inconsiderate. They just do not care. And the thing is, sometimes our manners override possible interactions. I, again, will use myself as an example. There have been times where people have just bumped into me, cut me off in line, just doing dumb things that's really not a crazy big deal. But when you are in an airport and you have a laptop in your hand, a heavy one on top of that, and someone just bumps into you and doesn't say, excuse me, you're just like, really? It, I mean, I get everyone has to catch a plane, but I mean, come on, a simple excuse me. 
or someone just cuts in front of you in line, you're just really? And you think, well, you know what? It's not even worth it. Whatever. They only have one item anyway. And and it's like, okay, women, you're not even an older person, you know, who I would really let get away with it. You're a middle-aged woman and you're just gonna just really just walk in front of me like I'm not standing here. But again, the manners override it. And you're just like, you know what? Whatever. You know what? Have a blessed day. <laughs> All right. The, the thing is, people will take your kindness for weakness. That's one of the things my grandmother told me too. You know, if, for example, you invite someone over your house, you are a generous person, but people take advantage of that by eating way too much food, okay? Just drinking way too much of your alcohol and it's a dinner setting, okay? They don't eat their portion. They, they just don't care. They're not considerate, right? So I know some people say this is usually the, the argument. Well, you invite them over, to, over your house and you told them to eat, yes, but there is a protocol, okay? Eat a moderate portion. You can go back and get more, but there's no need to set such a big plate that it's like, okay, well, forget about everyone else, okay? Just because someone invites you over their house and offers you food and, you know, wine or whatever, it doesn't mean that you have to drink three bottles, four bottles of wine, you know, a case of beer, all right? No, that's, that's not it, okay? Again, there's a protocol, moderation, take your time, nurse to drink a little bit, okay? <laughs> all right, just relax. And that's what I'm saying. Or, you know, you, you want to treat somebody, maybe they did you a favor and now they want the, uh, the filet, filet mignon, they want the lobster or something like that. And you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. When we go out, you get the salad, and and another side, you don't, or another appetizer, you don't, you don't, you don't get lobster. Now, now you want lobster? That's crazy, you know. And here you are being a nice person, thinking like, oh yeah, you know that they're going to get their usual. But now is the day they want to get the lobster. They want to get the beef Wellington, you know, something like that. And it, it's just really, really funny to see because, in turn, those are the same people that will be highly upset if you were to do that to them again if those people were regular with their order then that's fine you always get the lobster and i know you get the lobster that's fine i said my treat what i'm saying here is you cannot expect people in some situations to treat you with the same respect okay and consideration. When I was in college, and this is my freshman year, I don't think it was my sophomore year yet, I was playing pool and I was just learning how to play pool and this guy before he took his shot. And I don't know how he got to this conversation. He, just look, he looks up at me and he says, you can't be friends with everyone. And I thought, what is he talking about? I'm a good person, there goes number one. I'm a good person, I'm a decent person. I'm always there for my friends. But the truth is, I should not have my time divided up so much so that I'm trying to show up for every single friend all the time, okay? No, we, we have to retain some of our time. 
okay? We can't be there for everyone all the time, you know? And we can't be friends with everyone. As much as we want to, we just will not vibe with some people for whatever reason. You can be a good person and someone will still find something wrong with that, okay? You can't be everyone's friend. The quicker you learn that, the easier it will be for you to understand the people who will add value in your life. So when you're out there in the world and you wonder why Sarah is just mistreating you, she could be jealous, jealous. she could have a bad day, who knows? Or she just could be someone who's just sick and tired of being sick and tired, <laughs> all right? But my thing is, when you go out there wanting to be treated a certain way, keep in mind, someone does not care about what you want, all right? So now you have to think about how you're going to approach this situation. You can just ignore the person, like, you know what? You know, people are, are going to be characters. What are you going to do? You can walk up to them and say, hey, do you have a problem with me? I don't know you, but you, you're seeming, you're, you're looking like there's an issue. You know, I, I just want to clear the air. There are many ways you can do that. Or you can buy them a drink and talk to them. And they could just be a shy person who has that uh, facial expression that they just ticked off when really they're not. They're just shy and that's it. And, you know, you start talking to them and find out they're a really cool person and they just need to know how to navigate a room better. That's it. So keep in mind that it's really going to be your reaction that sets the tone going forward. Okay. You can have a very different outcome depending on how you respond to people, you know, the way they, they treat you. Okay. And, you know, I know this is a spiritual empowerment podcast, but, you know, keep in mind, there will be times where the gloves will have to come off, okay? Because I, I get the duality of the world. I know that there's good and bad. So there are going to be times where meditation isn't going to work, all right? So if someone is mistreating you, you may really have to step to them and say, hey, look, and I didn't do anything to you. You're being very disrespectful. It's not cool. All right. Now, if you got an issue with me, we can we can solve this right here because we can't have this, you know, back and forth going on. And I don't I don't even know what's going on. I really don't know why you have an issue with me right now. Okay. So, but again, you can also say, you know what? And eh, forget that person's not worth it. So to sum that up, I don't want you to have this left unchecked. Remember, these are things that go unchecked. By trying to be this person's friend, by trying to make it work, by trying to find some commonality, all right, that's what I used to do. If I could find some, something that we have in common, you know, it'll be cool, it'll be all right. It will not work with everyone, period, okay? You can be a good person and someone will still have an issue with that, period. You might buy with two people for the rest of your life. That's okay, period. <laughs> All right, so quick recap. Recap. All right, one, being a good person, wanting to keep the peace by not speaking up, hanging around the same people who aren't growing, being too sensitive by not accepting constructive criticism, 
not having those conversations, the important ones, not being honest with yourself, wanting people to treat you like you treat them. Remember, these are things that are really good, right? Being a good person is fine. Of course, you want to keep the peace. You know, of course, you want to hang around people who you've known for a long time. They're familiar. It's comfortable. You know, of course, being sensitive has to do with being in, in touch with your emotions. And who wants to really have those tough conversations? I mean, come on. And, you know, being honest with yourself means you really have to look at yourself. And that's cool. But again, it's a little rough. And of course, you want people to treat you the way you, you treat them. I mean, why not, right? These are actually good things, you know, even having like the tough combos, you know, someone might come out being your cheerleader. These are good things. But again, left unchecked, especially with the wrong people, now we are coasting over to the codependency relationships, the toxic relationships, the doubting ourselves, okay, the blaming others and not looking at ourselves first, okay, living a life that goes against what we really want, okay, it's like the shadow side of these things, okay, of these seven points, so keep that in mind, check in with yourself regularly, because if you don't check in with yourself on a regular basis, you're going to be living someone else's life and not realize it, okay, that's what I have for you. Make sure you book your goddess discovery call. Make sure you get on the newsletter. I will talk to you soon. I will see you next week. I am sending you many blessings. I am rooting for you as always. And please do not forget to be kind to yourself. As always, spiritual trailblazer, thank you for tuning in. Do make sure to stop by and visit me at tiamariejohnson.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe. Last but not least, be kind to yourself. I'm rooting for you and I'm sending you so many blessings. Until next time.